Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Talking Cop. Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope you are all over your hangovers and now having to process what we just went through at Anfield. It's finished. Liverpool 4, Newcastle, not 3, in fact, just 2. We were almost at the uh, requisite scoreline for this fixture, but what a game, what a game. I'm joined by my regular partners in Chris and Kev. Chris, Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year, mate. Happy New Year, mate. Well, off to a good start, 2024, isn't it? A couple of results. Yeah, it's just a tough up make a life hard for yourself. But yeah, good. It's a good win. Three points clear. I'll take I'll I'll take that. You know, I'd like to be a bit more clinical, but we'll go through that in a minute. But listen, shooting aside, the acting performance was really good, but the finishing it's a bit criminal, but never mind. Listen, three points clear, start of the start of the year, keep it going. That's right. And uh, Kev, unlike a few other uh, games we've done reaction shows for, I don't think we're going to struggle to fill up the show tonight. It was a pretty action-packed match, wouldn't you say? I thought it was a great game. Um, yeah. oh, we were brilliant. Up until the final clinical bit, everything that we did was dominant. We... <laughs> Look, it's not often you come up against a mid-table side or a top-half side. And you absolutely batter them like that and only come away with four goals. And you're scratching your head coming away with only four goals. You've only scored four. It's It was one of the nights. I mean, there's so many good performances in that. And Paul Giovanni's spot on should have been eight. And you mm. wouldn't argue with it. If it was seven or eight, too, you wouldn't argue, genuinely. I mean, this is supposed to be you know, Eddie Howe, you know, lauded by the British press as being the second coming of Christ. He's Newcastle side are punching way above their Saudi weight. And their Champions League group was the group of death. And they were just unfortunate to come up against better side. Sorry. Nah, look, this is a Newcastle side who spent a savage load of money. And we absolutely battered the living shit out of them. Absolutely battered the living shit out of them. And the fact they're getting away with a 4-2 is on us, not on them. They're, they're lucky to be escaping with a 4-2. They're lucky to be escaping with two goals. 
Yeah. In all fairness, we absolutely slaughtered them. I'd say, well, we contribute. Those two goals are pretty schoolboy defending. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It, 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 they were gifts. They, they didn't work for them. They didn't have to work hard for them. Like, little, you know, we'll get into it in the game, but I mean, that was as good of a performance, especially in the first half. Bar the, bar the finishing that I've watched us play in a long, long time. We absolutely dominated them from start to finish, except for the finishing. And yeah. here we are after winning 4-2, three points clear at the top. Absolutely, Look, I'm delighted with life because you just know there's so much more to come from this squad. It's in them. It's just a case of getting it out of them. And um, oh, look, we'll get into it in a bit, but my God. Yeah. I was delighted <laughs> with the performance. I was delighted with the performance, happy with the result, delighted with the performance. Yeah. Yes. I mean, nobody nobody can be upset about that result whatsoever. Uh, coming up a little short against Arsenal to allow them to claim the uh, mantle of top at Christmas and they, uh, what, a week later now sit in fourth place and we now sit top of the table. We've got that uh, gap on City that's five points. So two, if you count their game in hand against Brentford as being a straightforward win for them. But it's at home, isn't it, as well? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, who knows? Soon, I'm, I'm just considering it, it to be a two-point Probably will gap. be. Yeah, just consider it to be a two-point gap. So control your own destiny. As a Green Bay Packer fan, that's all you can hope for when you get down to the nitty-gritty is that you control your own destiny and you're not needing help. Because we saw last season what happens when you need help from three or four other matches going on, and you just end up coming up a little bit short. But uh, uh, Rory Fitzgerald, he's wondering if we can have extra time on the stream. He's looking forward to the discussion and the wave of emotions in those last 35 minutes. Uh, I'm not sure what the boss man will say about that. I'm sure we'll hit the hour quite easily on this because we've done it for far more boring games. So, I mean... We got, we got an hour and 20. We got an hour and 20 out of Union. <laughs> yeah. We lost 2-1. It was the shittest game I've seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're good, you're good. When you can create content, you can create content. And I mean, in terms of creating absolute content, quite early before the match, Chris Brack was in the Telegram group with inside knowledge of a very interesting Liverpool lineup that was about to be dropped. And then when the lineup actually did drop, he was, was saying, I told you so. I told you so. So, Chris, I would like you to run through the lineup and tell me what was interesting about Maybe the most predictable Liverpool have you, 11. Have you, have you not worked out this, this how you become an ITK? You just go, interesting. I thought, and then when you go, I told you it would be interesting. Well, you misinterpreted it as something else. Interesting. To be honest, look at the lineup. Um, I, I think the question was it was Diaz or Gakpo. I think that was the only question mark. Um, Diaz made sense. <laughs> yeah, but you got them, Chris. I mean, you know, so it, it's, for half an hour going on about what's this interesting lineup. <laughs> It was so funny. I was so sad to drop a picture of Carvalho, but I just don't think anyone would believe it. It would have been really funny. Uh, I look, the, the other thing, no, uh, Trippier was injured because I do think because he's so out of form, I think they thought Diaz's pace against Trippier would have just been a bit of a field day with uh, Dan Burns. To be fair, Liberamento actually I thought played quite well. Uh, I think, I mean, I actually think he's on form, he's in better form than uh, Trippier, uh, in a weird way. I actually thought. No Almiron and no uh, Trippier on the side. Probably made him a little bit stronger, to be honest, because Trippier has been horrific. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I was far. I was found the back four as as expected. Sobosly and Jones. I thought right, will come back in. Endo. This is his last game before he goes away to the Asia Cup. And but he's there on merit. Merit. So, and the front three is the front three. 
you know, I think we went for pace and power. And I was just hoping we hit them early. And we tried our best to, but it didn't quite work out that way, did it? Yeah, no, I mean, we uh, we came absolutely flying out of the traps. And before I come to you, Kev, to a little talk about Newcastle's lineup, just a few fun things about the game. Allison's 250th appearance, uh, McAllister back on the bench. Newcastle came in with the second worst uh, re- away record in the Premier League. They've got six losses in their last seven games in all comps. So now updated that seven losses in their last eight games. Uh, in the last 51 Premier League games at Anfield, Liverpool have only lost to Leeds. And 1994 was the last time Newcastle had won at Anfield. So they made a couple of changes. The big one, obviously, was Trippier being out. Uh, Almiron starting on the bench. The young kid, Miley, gets to go again. But that's a strong That's a strong 11 from, from Newcastle. Just not a lot on the bench, is it? It's, yeah. It's not, and despite what um, Eddie Howe would have you believe, that's not a cheap... Yeah. Lineup either. Uh, Tino Liberamento they paid good money for. Uh, Sven Botman they paid good money for. Dan Byrne wasn't cheap. Um, Bruno Gamaris, big money. You know, Alexander Isak, 62 million pounds. Yeah, big, big. Joe money. Linton, Joe Linton, 48, 49 million pounds. Not a cheap, not a cheap squad by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, they've got injuries, but boo-hoo, so does everyone else. Eddie Howe is the biggest fraud in the Premier League up with um, up with Ten Hag, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, talk about spoofing a living. I mean, the guy, the guy had one good season, but, you know, you look at the rest of his career, he's been slinging around the championship, getting sides promoted, or avoiding relegation, trying to play good football, but in general... Avoiding the drop more often than not. That's been the total existence of his career. The fact that he's English has kept him in a job to, seven, for, for as long for as long as he has. Seven but, of that start seven seven of their start eleven started the two one loss at, at uh, St James's Park. Just to put it into yeah. context. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's a decent side. That's a side that, like me and Chris were chatting before the game, is set up to play four five one and hit in the counter. And it had pace to burn on the counter. Alexander yeah. Isak is a very good striker. He's a very good forward. Mm. You know, Anthony Gordon has pace to burn. Joe Linton is one of these players that, I mean, Carragher had him lined up on the right of a 4-3-3, mainly to track Trent and try to do a bit of a man-marking job. And mm. I could see that logic behind it. But at the end of the day, we come out of the traps, man. And we, for the first five minutes, we were on fire. And it, it set the tone mm-hmm. for the rest of the half. It just didn't, it didn't stop. It was pretty relentless all the way through. And Newcastle did well to live with us in large part because um, Dubravka had a Gordon Banks night. He had one of those nights that he had on his debut when he made his debut against Manchester United where he just, like, was unreal. He, combined with some poor finishing, he made some outstanding saves. He's positioning tonight for some of the saves that he made. And he's the only reason that this isn't a cricket score. He genuinely, he's the only reason that this is the quick score. Ashley L makes a point there. Gordon, 45 million. Bruno, 42. Botman, 42. Livermento, 42. Isaac, 72. You know what I mean? Don't give me the... And the Newcastle fans will, will come out and start chipping the 
you know, they have it there, the poor me syndrome, the mm. they're 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 trying to compete with the big boys. My my arse. I mean, at the end of the day, they've spent some they've spent top six money and mm-hmm. top six performance, then they've got issues. And the yeah. fact that they're going towards injuries, we've got two players who've never played a, a lick for us this season. We've got two other players, three other players who have been out for a good chunk of time, but and both left backs out. You know, and you don't see us crying about it. And you didn't see us crying about crying about it last season when we were run into the ground from the year before. So there's reasons for things, but it's not excuses. Yeah. And, yeah. It's it's funny how people forget that when the Saudis came in the following January, they broke the record for biggest transfer spend in a January window ever. That just kind of gets brushed under the rug because they're not spending billions of the trillions that their owners have that they're they're being reserved and you know keeping their powder dry. Tom Boland taking his flowers here. He says he told you in the telegram that Debravka would turn into Prime Schmeichel. He's done it before. Uh, and he certainly yep. did. I don't know if I don't know if somebody has the stats on the number of saves he had with about 15, 20 minutes to go in the game. He had made eight saves. Uh, top in the Premier League so far this season was Turner has made 10 saves in a game, but I'm Boy. sure he must have uh, Boy, must have eclipsed that. We had 15 on Saga. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, that's that would be 11 saves then. Yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be 11 saves there. And there was somebody up here. I think I've lost it because uh, oh no, here it is. Kieran B, uh, man of the hour, who's gifted us five. Uh, memberships as well too so if you see the little thing pop up please accept your memberships because kieran is still in the holiday spirit says isaac always calm when finishing that's what i like about him his composure and the flip side of that thanks dear that composure coin is uh a man who needs to be spoken about and is kind of all over my notes for the first few minutes and that is darwin nunez 11th minute darwin to mow back to darwin he chips a ball lovely over the top it's an over the shoulder volley by darwin First of many saves coming in. Then Trent clips in a free kick to the back post. Darwin heads it over. Darwin's involved again when we think we've scored in the 17th minute. Jones to Darwin. He dribbles. He bobbles the ball. Falls to Diaz. Diaz buries it. Darwin's just off. Uh, I thought it was tighter than it was. It turns out it wasn't. I don't know why that bar check took so long. And then, Chris, we come on to the first contentious moment of the game. 20th minute penalty. Luis Diaz cuts in, dangles a few of their players. Sabaslai picks it up, slides it across the box. Uh, Botman catches Diaz. Anthony Taylor immediately points to the spot. They can't overturn it. Trent's hold the ball for Mo. No bar challenge. And uh, five out of his last five penalties, Mo Salah steps up. Happy days, right? Well, you thought so. Um, honestly, can Sky get Gary Neville off of the pool games? He spent a good couple of minutes going... Always oh, a bit delayed, full. Oh, you know what? That stupid ooey does where it's trying to make it sound controversial. It's most, and this is where you have the problems with VAR is you have muppets like Gary Neville who go, Oh, well, or maybe. Oh, so you have to just give that one. It's it's a straightforward routine penalty that it always has been. Um, the frustration is, uh, Mo has got this little habit at the moment where he sort of rushes his pen, it's like he was too keen to kick it. It's like watching Canates in the uh, the League Cup final, it's just a it's just a horrible pen, really horrible pen. Easy save for the keeper, and I, I maybe I mean something. I think Trent probably should do a bit better with his volley. But look, motion better. We see with his later penalty. If he just takes a breath and then puts it in the and aims at the corner like he normally does, no keeper gets near it. If he's just um, nothing about it was good. It wasn't high enough to go down the middle. 
wasn't in the corner. He didn't hit it clean. It just everything about it was just poor. You know, it's kind of, it kind of just summed up Liverpool in that half. Was everything was good until you got to the penalty area, and then between Mo and Nunes, they tried their best to not score. You know, to be fair to Diaz, he actually takes his goal really well. Uh, I felt sorry for Diaz because I don't think it's difficult one to stay on side for. Uh, at no point does Nunes look around, and he's constantly getting caught off doing that. And somewhere that's going to cost you. And probably something Klopp and the team have got to have a word with Nunes about, which is keep yourself on side. And also the pace of Nunes, he doesn't need to try and get the extra hard cheat them because no one catches him. Once he's going, he's going. He's probably the fastest one of the front three. So, but yeah, it kind of just summed up Liverpool that first half. Everyone up, up till the penalty, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, and and then, I mean, Kev, uh, you know, we had somebody there says it's perfect height. Kevin Ball says perfect height for the keeper. Uh, Emmett Kavanaugh is saying, Mo said in his post-match comment that the keeper's movement confused him and he hesitated a little bit. But then the ball falls perfectly to Trent Alexander-Arnold. And, I mean, it doesn't fall perfectly. It kind of bobbles up on him. He can't get quite over it and skies it into the skies it into the cop and it's like ah son of a bitch like yeah it can't be one of those days like it it can't I, be i was getting worried um that when when you see trench in that and the thing is when you actually look at the replay and you look at the spin on the ball and anyone who's ever played football will tell you that ball spinning back at you you're trying to get your foot over it it's unless you contact it absolutely perfectly downwards you're gonna sky it. It's it's just one of them. They're they're very rare for those to go in unless you can side foot it or get right over the ball. It's it's actually a really difficult chance. But the the penalty was atrocious, and it was a typical Mo Salah penalty that it isn't in the corner. It Kev Ball was spot on. It's a perfect height for the keeper. It was a, just a bad pen, but at the same time. That VAR check took over two minutes. Now, it, it doesn't need to take over two minutes. But at the same time, you don't see Harry Kane uh, hesitating. Yeah. If a, keeper's, if a keeper moves, it doesn't matter whether the keeper moves or not. At the end of the day, the, if you're taking a penalty, you've made your mind up already where the ball is going. Which corner are you hitting? Which side netting are you hitting? And it doesn't matter. Where what where the keeper moves? If you hit the side netting, he's not saving it. It was a piss poor penalty, and it was it felt like after a complete and total domination twenty minutes in. No, not not one of these nights. We've had we've seen this this movie before, you know. And it's like no, not not this, not not against them. You know, more yes. than anything, not against them. Uh, I would mind it. Well, I mind it against everybody, but there's certain sides that you just don't want to fucking lose to, and they're yeah. one of them. They, they, you know, so, they certainly, certainly are. I mean, yeah, even after the, fucking even, gears that side. Yeah, even after the penalty save, we kept the pressure on him. Like Diaz was on the end of an incredible long ball from Virgil. Uh, Jones has a follow-on shot that was very tame. Another easy save for Dubravka. Then Diaz and Jones link up. There's a nice block that's made by one of the center halves. Sabasai takes another shot. Trent takes another shot, like corner after corner. Then in the 27th minute, Endo gets absolutely wiped out by Bruno Guimaraes and uh, gets a yellow card for it. And that has absolutely nothing to do with anything that's going to happen in the second half whatsoever. 
And then Newcastle actually come into the game for the first little bit because I thought they were utterly toothless for the first half an hour. They have a counter on a half an hour. Joe Gomez does brilliantly. A couple minutes later, another great piece of covering by Joe Gomez. 34th minute, they have a 2v3. Anthony Gordon gets his head up and absolutely puts his cross into the away fans in the Anfield Road. And then, Kev, uh, stick with you on this one. <laughs> Trent cuts a pass out and loops a long ball up the field, and Fabian Scher lets it bounce. Darwin Nunez is too strong on him, and I know a lot of people on here have heard me defend Darwin Nunez. I will continue to back Darwin Nunez and hope and believe that he is going to come good, but he must fucking score. Like, he's he's got to score, right? He does everything. He does everything right there. Bar finisher, and it was one of those games that once you got the first one, the rest were going to come because then Newcastle might actually have to come out and play football, and that leaves you space to play in. It was always going to be a case. Could you imagine if we'd have got one down to the to that lot? Yeah, I mean it's a different game completely. It was. Um, we'd have still won, Kev. We can we can beat them with ten. The result. The result. Masked. Darwin Nunes poor finishing. And I'll give him a pass on the first one because he had a chance earlier on that he took on the volley. It was inside the box. He took on the volley. Debraka got down and made a really good save. And I give kudos to the keeper for making the save more than Nunes with the shot because he took it first time, took it early, and they either go in or they don't. But this one, he did everything right. He did absolutely everything as you want your centre-forward to do, he out-muscled the centre-back, got in a position, has to finish it. He just has to. It's And at the end of the day, there's no drama about it, but I'll be honest, he does nine out of ten, nine out of ten things you want your centre-forward to do, he does brilliantly. His work rate is phenomenal. His, his eye for a pass is really good. His strength, he's running in behind. He has to time his ups, his runs better. But other than that, he does everything really, really well. He's just not a good finisher. Hmm. Whether it's pressure, whether it's um, it's in his head, I don't know. Whether it's technical, I don't, I don't get it. But at the end of the day, he doesn't finish for the for the amount of chances he gets. He creates for himself. He doesn't get the amount of goals he should get. I mean, at the end of the day, we have visiting Man United fan. Can you imagine if Hoy? Well, look, let's be honest. Hoyland is <laughs> poor. Poor example. Imagine if Nicholas Jackson. But, oh shit! No way. No, uh, let's be honest. <laughs> but let, let's just be real here. There's different. There's levels to this game. But he's getting. He's creating enough chances for himself in games to bag a goal a game, and. We need that. We do, you know, because I'll be honest, I thought Sky were rate. I mean, the, the coverage that I was watching were raving about Mo. I thought Mo was fairly normal today. I didn't think he did anything exceptionally brilliant. Though he did what he had to do within the game. I thought he was a good seven and a half out of ten, no more, no less. But I love how highly chances- rated Mo Salah is that he gets two goals and an assist, and you're like, Meh. But- <laughs> no, nah, but mate, you look at the goals that he got. He missed a penalty. He had a tap in, and you know that's shit. That you know, for the amount of chances that we created, anyone could score those. 
You don't have to be Mo Salah to score those. I mean, you not know? anyone. It, we, we're, we're just discussing no. somebody who probably wouldn't. I, look, Darwin needs to clean up his finishing for sure, 100%. Everything yeah. else about his game, I love. I love More than anything, I love his work rate. I love how much he's, when he's involved in the game, how strong he is, how much of a willing runner he is. His pressing is really, really good. But man, he's got he's got to improve his finishing. He just fucking has to. He just fucking yeah. has to. Yeah, there there's there's no two ways around it. And I mean, uh, Chris, not only does Darwin miss a guilt edge chance, but it's like seconds later, and the ball's in the back of our fucking net. And it's <laughs> like, well, there it is. That's the type of game it's gonna be. And yeah, we get a bit of a. It's extremely tight, isn't it? It's not, okay. I'm glad you it said is off. That it is off, but it's extremely tight. I thought ours was tight. The the Diaz Darwin Nunez offside goal earlier mm. in the first half, and when they showed the lines, there's a clear gap in between, and it's like, okay, why did that take so long? Now I had Martin Tyler and Andy Townsend, I believe, is my commentators. So lucky me, I'm off to 2024 on a great start that. in terms of in terms of commentators. Well, you could have had fucking Martin Tyler back, but Andy Townsend said, uh, and I quote marginal much closer and ooh maybe on and he was further offside he was further mm. offside the gap yeah, in the between angle, the lines the was show, bigger the angle they were showing us guy that just zoomed in on um karate and i was going well i can't see the context of i've just seen you zoom in on karate so i couldn't see the context yeah. live it looked tight when you saw the replay like oh, maybe it's not as tight as you think but i was kind of hoping liberal that that's that's a bit of your wake-up call of like fuck do you know what i mean because it I kind of, it felt like one of those games again. Oh, we're gonna absolutely do what it is. I'm sorry, I, yeah. I can't stop laughing. There's a Man United fan in the chat, and he's just making me laugh. Oh, this is. Laugh. I mean, it's the height of comedy. Piss off, Liverpool! I, Liverpool. That's that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I hope it's... he had a, a wonderful holiday season. I mean, the records that are being broken in Manchester are absolutely fantastic. So. I can understand why they've got extra time on last, their hands to come on in and I think, last time, they, I think last time they lost this many games in a season, they got relegated. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, yeah. but apparently, you know, it's gone really well. So, yeah, great. I well, let's get, let's get back into it because, again, there is – I have so many stars besides my notes in this game. It was such a brilliant game to watch. It's about 10 page book in it. <laughs> uh, it's 39th minute, Chris. Trent Alexander-Arnold pulls off what would have been the most audacious goal ever. If that ball hits the post and goes in, <laughs> ridiculous. Do you think he was trying to shoot, or was it a badly hit cross? Because I think I, he was shooting. I think it's a badly hit cross. <laughs> I, I think, he I think you can tell by his reaction. I think you can tell by his reaction. I don't think he's going for it. You can always tell by his reaction when they did a very dramatic, oh, because he think it's close and they tried it. It, it. His was more of a, I'm over it now. God, he's so, just confident, it, though. Kev, what do you think? He'd be a tiebreaker here. Like, I think he felt like he'd over hit across. He was pissed off he'd over hit across. Yeah, no, it was a it was a bad hit across. He tried to cut across the ball and get it to curve in, but he just mishit it and it got too close to the post. That was that's kind of like a golfer hitting a hole in one. You're not trying to hit a hole in one, but if you do, you're the best thing in the world. Yeah, but I you're mean, not trying it. to get a hole in one. If he goes in, he's cl we're all claiming. Ah, oh, he, he did the keeper of the eyes then. Yeah, we're he's just must be. His reaction tells you all. He was yeah. more frustrated. I've overhit that. You're both yeah. wrong. No, it, it, was just a, it was just a badly hit cross. It nah, was just a badly hit cross. Would have been a great goal. He was goal. definitely going for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 41th minute. We've got a little bit of a break. And uh, Joellington just absolutely drags down. I was flying with the notes so quickly. I didn't even write down who. I think it was Diaz he dragged down. Uh, Anthony Taylor, in his credit, 
plays a very good advantage. He plays he a very good yet. advantage. But he doesn't book him. But, but he does not come back and no. book Joe Ellington, which, again, I, will have I absolutely have to, no bearing on the second half whatsoever. I have, and this I have, is, the, I have the referee Muppet who is probably aware of what's his name. He's a Tramier. He claims a Tramier fan. I can't think of his name now. Does Mike, Mike Dean saying, like, well, yeah, yeah, but he said, but it, it didn't really it didn't break down a, a promising attack, so that's probably why it's not a yellow. But then second half, he flip-flopped went, Do you know what, Gary? You might be right. maybe he should have been booked for it. Like you like he played advantage. And actually the advantage he played didn't quite work out. Like, it was the most obvious yellow yellow you've ever seen in your life. It was Taylor Mark. It was Taylor Joel Linton. It's ridiculous. But that's what I mean. You've got this is a guy who used to be a VAR official, and he's go, and that's the answer he's given you. Like, it says it all, doesn't it? I couldn't believe. I mean, you're right, Matt. You're spot on. It was a brilliant advantage to be played. And we should have finished it. And we didn't. The ball goes out the other end. It goes out for a corner. I think it was either... It might have gone out for a corner for them. But he didn't go back and book it. Yeah. Or it might have gone out for a goal kick. It was one of the two. But he didn't go back and book him. That was a straightforward... Uh, that was a dictionary definition booking. You know what I mean? And not only does does he do that, he compounds it before half time when he should have booked him again. Yeah. And he Jolinton should have been off by by half time. And well, and then definitely again in the second him. half. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? I for the life of me, it, do you know what? It might have even helped Newcastle. If if he'd have got sent off, they'd have had to park the bus and made yeah. it as difficult as possible for us. But it was Anthony Taylor uh, lost the plot completely. Yes, With, from the uh, minute he gave that advantage, yeah, up until halftime, yeah, the only one I think that there is any justification that you can say, and it is justification because he was right in what he did, was Trent booking. Trent getting booked for kicking the ball away. What Trent has to learn how to do, whistle goes, pick the ball up, walk back, throw the ball back to whoever is coming up to take the free kick, get back into position. The only reason they kick the ball away is so that it gives everyone time to get back into their, shot, their slot so they don't take a quick free kick. But read the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, it was poor from him, but I understand why. Yeah, Because he's, Taylor... He's He's got, Mate, no, I, I, he's got to learn his vice captain, nah, though, and he's also got to use nah, his brain. Because how many yeah, times can no. and uh, Karate tell him, calm the fuck down? Yeah, but why uh, was he riled? But I can't. It was nothing to do. It was nothing to do with the yellow card. Yeah, it was nothing to do with the yellow card. But it was nothing to do with the yellow card, was it? It was to do with Taylor's ineptitude in the preceding five minutes. The fact that they know they've missed a shed load of chances. They played really well, and. They've missed a penalty, and they, Newcastle should be down to 10 men. And not only are they not down to 10 men, he isn't even on a booking. Yeah. And yet, here I'm getting a booking for petulance. Yeah, it is. Which yeah, is, and that's, is ridiculous. Yellow cards brought in. He, I know, but he's been talking that a couple of times. He's got to learn. I know we that. Know what the rest are like. Yellow but cards. They're so, they're so pernickety. They'll pick up stuff like that, but a leg break tackle, they both. That's kind but of. This is it. Yellow cards are brought in. Yellow cards were brought in to stop dangerous tackles. Yeah. And when you see, and I don't think Joe Linton's tackles were anywhere near dangerous, by the way. No. But Joe Linton what, should have been off. 
there, there's no debate. I don't think there's any debate in that. Yeah. And look, it gets to halftime. The crowd were, I mean, the crowd booed Taylor off at halftime. Yes, you Rightly make mastered so. was very audible over my feet. Very yeah. audible. Yeah. Apple I'm lucky I didn't have him, although in fairness, I had the non-Sky Tyler as well, and he wasn't too bad. No, Tyler he wasn't, wasn't too bad. Ah, oh, there's a old friend of the show, Courtney Neary there. Hi, Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Sorry about Costas being injured. We know he's your favorite. You wouldn't get along with Chris because Chris hates him. Uh, I mean, yeah, we had this conversation face to face, and she was oh. so all right. As well, she should be. As well, she should be. I mean, yeah, we get into halftime, and it's 18 shots to one. Liverpool up. I mean, they, their shot wasn't even on target. Way too wasteful. I mean, whether you're thinking about Darwin Nunez's two chances or three chances or four chances, I mean, the big one being Salah missing the penalty, and it's just like, okay. We do this every single halftime when we're not two, three goals to the good. It's we need to make two, three changes at halftime. We need to make two, three changes at halftime. And Chris, surprise, surprise, we make absolutely no changes at halftime. No. Once Listen again. Your, I, I think it's a, I don't think many managers make changes at halftime. It's pretty rare. Yeah. You know, I think we've done it once, which was um, McAllister when, he, when we brought it back when he was still asleep, to be fair. <coughs> I mean, and a game you should never have started. So. I was the best of make changes. I think Klopp normally gives it 10 minutes and he, then he brings it off. But yeah, I think at halftime it was a, an XG of like 2.52. You're like going, yeah, it felt, it felt like that sort of half. Um, but they start, they start second half very similar to the first half, to be fair. We're, we're at them, which is kind of what you wanted us to do, really. Yeah, and I mean, within four minutes of the half starting, much like uh, David Warner opening in Pakistan, Mo Salah brings up his 150 EPL goals for Liverpool. Uh, Trent plays the ball. Darwin flicks it into the middle. Sabasai in the middle of the park wins a race that I didn't think he had any right winning, which shows why he's, I think, the third fastest speed clock in the Premier League this year. Like Sabasai has some pace to him. He puts it out to Diaz. Diaz cuts it in. It slides it across. Ball's left. Uh, Mo leaves the ball. Darwin squares it. That's a tap in. It's absolutely beautiful. And to top it off, make it even better, Chris, they pan up and show one of he who shall not be named, but one of our old favorites, Bobby Firmino, quite oh, enjoying it, most of I t me, me, and, me and Kev were messaging each other after I'd calmed down at our time because I was fuming. Um, I, I, I messaged Kev and said, that was like watching the old front three. That was that was very much a, a Manny-Bobby-Salah sort of move where Manny drive it, find Bobby, Bobby do a nice square and we'll tap it in. It was, that was a very old front three goal. And that's where you got the frustration of Darwin because spotting passes and you know setting Mo up, he's really good at that. It's just the important thing, which is the uh, finishing malarkey. But you know, listen, I thought one of them, right? Proper football there. Let's let's see how it goes. Probably didn't last very long. A uh, bit of breaking news: Klopp has apparently said uh, Sobosly felt felt his hamstring just before being substituted, which I think was probably obvious when we saw him getting substituted. Yeah, Hopefully, that's just a tweak. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's certainly not what we needed, but I I I feel that we do have reinforcements there, and I mean we'll come on to it when we get to the substitutions. But I don't think Harvey Elliott is undeserving of a run in the team, you know, in that right-sided eight role. Uh, and like Robert McGuire says, Jones has been brilliant in the last couple of games. So yeah, we're going to be down 
maybe Sable Slide for a game or two, uh, Endo obviously for the month, Mo obviously for the month, and it goes in from there. I mean, Kev, after we score, there is a flurry of chances, a flurry of chances, all Darwin Nunez based. And I mean, it's just something just has to bounce in off of them. Uh, the second one is cross flashed across the front of the goal. I think it hits him in the knee or something like that. And it runs right into Dubrovka. But I mean, that's, that was the one to me of like, just, just bounce in, you know, just yeah. take a double ricochet off of your ankles and go into the back of the net just to give them that little boost of confidence. In. And then they go down and it they, all, yeah, it almost got to the stage with Darwin. that He's trying too hard for the assist. He waited for Mo to get into position. You know, and it and it was it was a brilliant goal. It was a brilliant team goal. And you know, you're just saying, okay, two one, relax now. Settle into the game. You started the second half, that you finished the first, you've done really well. Just get just relax now. And yeah. Um and Gordon took advantage of Liverpool's high line with a well-weighted pass, slipping Isaac in for the finish. Yeah. It was a combination of errors. Virgil didn't hold the line. Uh-huh. But for me, I mean, Chris disagrees. But for me, Alisson has to stay home for that. Alisson's caught in no man's land. and I was more with the Van Dijk not stepping up, so the chance yeah. was Yeah, but... Credit where it's due, Gordon does really well to create the space. Gordon does well, really well to will, create the space. And I would he say put that this, comes back, this comes back to the yellow card that Trent gets for being stupid and kicking the ball away. Because if he's not on a yellow card, he just fouls <laughs> Anthony Gordon. He takes his yellow card and it goes on from there. He just had to let him yeah. go. And then Gordon's got the ability to get his head up and play that line-splitting pass. But just shambles. I don't know if we were already on or if it was just before we came on of just like schoolboy stuff. Like the goals we conceded were just poor. And like it happened so quickly after the flurry of chances that you're watching replays of possible second goal, possible second goal. And then all of a sudden shh, the ball's in the back of the net. And it was, I think Allison should have charged up more if anything, or stayed on his line. I think you were bang on with the no man's line there, Kev of just for yeah. one of the few times in memory that Allison doesn't get a one-on-one situation situation. Right. And it's, yeah, look, I mean, I said at the start of the pod, Alexander Isak, two years ago when he was at Real Sociedad with someone, I, I remember talking to Chris, amongst others, that we should be in for. Uh, and this was about a year, yeah, this was about a year before he went to Newcastle. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's a really, really good centre forward who can play on the wing. He can play off of a wing. I, he's a really good finisher. And he took the chance really well, but again, it was just a kick in the kick in the balls because they did have, they didn't have to work to work hard for it. They didn't, you know, it was, they did nothing for, nothing for it. And that's when I was getting not to the stage where I was starting to think about chucking things at the telly, but it was like I really don't want this one to to bite us us back it was it was frustration more than anything else because the performance levels were there and that's all i said at the start of the game was i, was, I put it into a group it was like put in a performance and the result will be fine 
we'll win the game handy. And, and it turns out we did. But I was that was the performance I was hoping for for a while because we haven't I don't think we've played well arguably throughout December. I don't think we've played well. We've got results, but I don't think we've played well. Yeah, West Ham in the, the cup, I think, was was good. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. But I'm on about the in the league. Uh thanks, Mark Donegan, for five gifted subs. Guys, if grab your subs, hopefully you've got uh that you accept gifts on as your uh on your settings for youtube but if you want to become a member of the talking cop it's 3.99 a month and once we get over the christmas and new year stuff and we get back to normal there's going to be shed loads of shows that are going to be both live and are going to be live for members only so if you want to be involved in that please you know it's 3.99 a month it helps us out an awful lot and you know Thanks very much for Mark for chucking in the gifted subs. Really, really appreciate it. And you know, we look forward to seeing these the people who take them in the in the Telegram members group and having the banter with all of us because it is it is a great laugh and it is a good way to get yeah. through the day as well. Yeah, it, no kidding. So uh, those those memberships were grabbed real quick. So uh, Gare Cahill, Morton, CJ, Stigblom, Anderson, and Minnie Ann have uh, snagged up those memberships. So thank you, Mark. Also, uh, one of Gav's next shows that he's going to be hosting might be Sunday night, maybe one morning on a 30 or something like that. Because we've passed over the 100 uh, member mark, he's going to be raffling off another prize. And speaking of raffling off prizes, we had our Slide jersey that was raffled off uh, up over the Christmas period. We've got another prize coming up soon, so stay tuned on that. Also, the charity stuff that's going to be coming back online once Gab gets all of his uh, details ironed out right there. So, yeah, we've uh, we've all had a week of eating heavy and drinking heavy and, you know, spending time with friends and family and relaxing. And now it's, uh, it's getting into that sprint for the finish line. Uh, Chris, you said earlier when we were going through the lineups that Livermento played well. I will point out that on the 60-minute mark, Luis Diaz absolutely skinned him. Absolutely skinned him and flashed the ball. He could do that to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this one this one was absolutely lovely. It was one of those chop change inside. It was like early Bobby Firmino sort of move. Nobody gets on the end of the flash to cross ball through the box. Uh, and then a few minutes after that, <coughs> we ring the changes. And once again, for... I think there's been maybe one game this season where we've done our post-match reaction show and went, I don't think the subs worked. Subs worked. The subs worked. I mean, despite, you look at our despite what, Gary, despite what Gary Neville will tell you, which is the subs apparently made Liverpool worse, which he was well, just getting into before we scored. Which... Whereas I saved this comment here from Vase of Flowers. <sighs> it's a beautiful turn of phrase. Neville being on all our commentary for Sky Games is palpable nonsense. Raticus Mancunicus should be relieved of his LFC commentary duties for a while. And if that isn't the most perfect description of Gary Neville in a most scientific manner, uh, that's lovely. But they did. I mean, we had Gravenberch came on for Sabasly, who apparently might have a little bit of a hamstring issue. Gakpo came on for Darwin Nunez. And the man, Diogo Jota, comes on for Luis Diaz, who I thought I thought Luis Diaz had an incredible game. I thought I he was very good. And I thought he got taken off because he looked like he just might pick up that second yellow card. Yeah, I think that's, I think we knocked out the early one across. Because I just thought Diaz played well. It was unlucky, luckily not to not to have the goal. But uh, as Neil Atkinson of the Rap rightly points out, um, please do not listen to the voices of worried Mancunians. It's not real, and it's true. <laughs> if Gary was worried about you and oh things are quiet and oh I'd be concerned, 
you know that, read that as he's shit in the bed because he's going, oh, this Liverpool's out for real. This is what Gary Neville's not just want you to realise. This Liverpool's out is very good. As much as I'm frustrated with how we finish, it's because we know how good this side is. And we know there's a league title to be won. And Gary Neville knows his little piss pot of a club is nowhere near a league title and won't be near a league title for years. And yep. it's quite funny to see. Yep. And then uh, very shortly after the changes, what is now becoming very much like when Thiago first joined us, an obligatory yellow card for Wataru Endo. Uh, just one more before he goes off to Captain Japan to what is hopefully a successful Asian Cup for him. And then the 66-minute, Kev, this is another one that I've starred with PGMOL written beside it. Joelinton finally picks up what should be his third yellow card of the match. And I mean, it's just the consistency stuff. I mean, it it sounds like you're just bitter when you only talk about poor refereeing when you're on the losing end or you come out with a draw or something like that. So I think it's important to also mention it when you come out with all three of the points that some of what passes for refereeing is just awful. And it's not like I, I've taken in a fair bit of other teams' contents over the Christmas period because some of the results went very Liverpool's way. Uh, and there's a pretty solid consensus amongst all the fan bases that the referee is just awful. Like it's, it's bad. Yeah, it is. I mean, the thing is, I liked what Klopp said in his uh, his pre-match press conference the other day when he was talking about um, he was talking about VAR and someone put the question to him to get rid of VAR and it was like, what on earth are you talking about? Get rid of VAR? You know, it was almost like shock to Klopp that that was even in the realms of discussion. But what he said was, use VAR better. We've been saying this for the bones of two years, you know, and at the end of the day, the technology isn't the problem. It never was. It's the officials who are using it. It's their interpretation of the current rules is the problem. I mean, we'll get on to some of the... That Joe Linton... Booking, you could tell the reaction in the crowd. The reaction in the crowd was like, finally, you know. But it was um, one of those ones that it was coming. Go back to Endo quickly. Endo was brilliant mm. again today. Um, <laughs> yes, he was. He's he doesn't do anything. Yeah, we're gonna miss him because he doesn't do anything spectacular, but he does the basics really, really well. You know, he's not the quickest. He, and he doesn't have to be. Not when you're in that position with the game intelligence to be able to read what's going on. And Sky, to their credit, did a... In the build-up to the game, they did a piece on Endo. And they showed a stat for Liverpool's first 14 games without him. And their last, I think, five with him. And they focused on the amount of shots on target we faced. And it got down to in a in five games that Endo started, it got down to 1.8 shots on target as an average for the five games. And bearing in mind, two of those games were against Arsenal and Manchester United. I mean, and not it's not all down to Endo, but a large majority of it is purely and simply because his his ability to, to anticipate danger 
and snuff it out and have the bravery to snuff it out when it's high up the pitch. Uh, look, I, I was just really impressed with him. He is going to be missed for sure. Um, is he the long-term answer in that position? I don't think so. But at the end of the day, he's a very useful asset to the squad. And for the fee that we paid for him, I think uh, it's it's a it's a reminder to everyone, trust the club when they're bringing players in. When a player actually does the lean at the AXA and signs on the dotted line, trust the club. All right. Um, or perhaps because... not judge him after three games. Exactly. With no, with no pre-season. There might, be, there might be a reason why they're, sort of, they're a bit of a slow start. And, and the games yeah. he played in, we were down to 10 men or nine men and pretty much all of them. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's a great yeah. show to bring up uh, Endo there, Kev, because Sam Dandy says Endo won two massive 50-50 challenges against mm-hmm. Bruno in the first half, one which got Bruno his yellow card. He also, 73rd minute, I had to change pens because I ran out of ink because I was taking too many notes. I have Newcastle counter, Endo does a plus, 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 and the next thing I have is we score, make it 2-1. So that's the difference that Endo makes. And, I mean, Chris, it's... Curtis Jones starts and ends the goal. And also, it is my, it's my favorite new development in an old player in our team, which is the Mo Salah side pocket pass where he just waits for that angled run. He's, he loves it and he's damn good at it. He is so good at it. He puts that ball on an absolute plate for Jada. And yeah, like you said, Curtis Jones, start the move, finish the move, tap in. Big goal. Big goal, goal. big game. big. Yeah. Uh, And listen, Goldie's not in the chat. So, but this is what me and Kev talking about. Big moments, big games. Curtis Jones is there for you. Uh, Quote from Klopp. Copper Curtis Jones, special player. He sets the level. Counter pressing was absolutely exceptional. So many good performances. I can't remember a bad one. Uh, we have had to. We've had to be because Newcastle were there, you know. And I keep saying, this, most just people. I've got this weird anti Curtis Jones agenda. When he's fit, he's straight in. Right? Just go. Which nice new shiny sound you get in? And this is now a consistent run because he did the last nine games of last season. He's done a good chunk of this season. You know, I think the only game he's lost um, has been dead rubber against Union and the Spurs game when he gets sent off. That's it. And that's a run now of over 20 plus games now. You know, it's not it's not like a it's over a quarter of a season now you've seen this guy involved. You know, he was the best. To be honest, Mo gets all the plaudits because he gets an assist and, you know, two goals. Me and Kev both think Jones is the best player on the pitch. Comfortably. You know, yeah. and he just doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's okay. Let him fly under the radar. I'm very happy having a player like that in the team. Uh, it, it's a terrible taste in my mouth just to even bring him up because I'm still salty about it. But Jordan Henderson was that for years, for years, where yeah, yeah. when he played, people complained about him. And then when he was out of the team, you went, why, why aren't we functioning correctly? And you're like, oh, shit, after he's out for two games, you're like, it's Henderson. That's what we're missing is Henderson. And then as soon as they're fit, like you said, right back into the team, and that's what you get for persevering with players, for not cutting bait on players that have been in your in your academy and have learned your system. And you guys are in a very generous mood tonight. Nigel, just uh-huh. donating another membership there. Andy Kaufman, the lucky beneficiary of that. Welcome to the madness, uh, Andy. And a warning to anybody that gets put into the Talking Cop members chat on Telegram. Anything you say there can and will be serialized by Gab, probably on a 30 in the morning. But it's it's absolutely brilliant and very, very good fun. I think what people have forgotten with Jones is 
he broke into Saad as an attacking wide left yeah. player with a lot of flair. Probably kept, but probably was a bit careless with the ball. And then during the COVID year, when he play, he had to play a lot more than he, he he probably should have done because of injuries and you know half our centre base play centre back. They tried to make him genie, which was keep the ball, you know, curb his attacking enthusiasm. Now he's fit. You've seen the benefit of that because now he's got the best of both worlds where he can do the genie thing of defensive work, cover your full back, you know, loves taking the ball under pressure, will spin off a player, you know, he's very cute with the ball. But he's now starting to add a bit more of that, going back to what he always had a killer end, but a killer ball or a shot on him. You know, you start to see a development of a player, and not every player is just brilliant straight away. You wish it were because it makes life a lot yeah. easier, you know, but that's what he's, this is what a few years developments, and you see the same with Elliot. It's like different player, but again, you see the development of him over two years. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 something that a lot of people have said in terms of trying to compare him. Obviously, not the same types of players, but the way that Manchester City and Pep Guardiola handled Phil Foden, and then you yes. look at how I mean, holy shit, he's looked fantastic in the last couple of games for City. Because Foden he's been, has he's been held back, he's been held back in the rain, so you know exactly, and not and not heaping, yeah, not heaping too much pressure, and I mean. He had that season, it was at the 2021 season, where we just had absolutely no midfielders or anything, and Jones was being forced to play and play and play, and then holding him back again. And I feel it's the same thing. Here comes, I don't know who accused me of uh, shoehorning it in, but it's the same thing that we're doing with Elliot, where we were kind of forced to play him a lot at the start of last season, and now that we have more options, we're able to scale him back and use him a little bit more sparingly. Look at Nigel. You are all over the place, Nigel. What a happy new year you must be having. Another gifted membership. Stephen Platt is now a member of the show. Gavin's going to be so happy. We're really pumping the numbers up. Uh, so we score. We make it 2-1 immediately after. I think it was while we were celebrating. Alexis McAllister, Kev, makes his uh, his long-awaited comeback because when he went out after that game, I can't even remember which game it was that he picked up that cut on his knee in. They made it seem nice like it was just, eh, it's just a little cut on his knee. Just a little cut on his yeah. knee. He'll be fine. It's, I don't know why Nigel's trying to give the membership to Red Steve. He just joined the main Telegram chat, and that's bad enough as it is. <laughs> but Mc, oh, yeah. McAllister... We don't, we, there's only so much Red Steve you can take. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's uh, McAllister comes on for Endo. Newcastle goes down the other end. Almiron does poorly. Uh, he should just try to go with his right foot. Cuts back in on his left foot. Skies it out. And then we score again, Kev. And it's happy days. Uh, Mo plays an outrageous pass. pass. An outrageous pass. It was similar to what was that? He played that one to Mane against City, was it? That he hmm. played? Or against United, maybe? It was one of the Manx for sure. That he played that outside of the foot pass. That one might have been with his right foot. I think this one was with his left foot. Gakpo's just barely onside. Uh, it's a double shot of not being Darwin Nunez. He's just barely onside as opposed to just barely offside. And the ball bobbles in off of his feet. But, yeah. I mean, Mo Salah, come on. Yeah, it was, for me, all made by the incisive pass from McAllister. Yeah, it was. A, it was a midfield splitting pass to begin the whole move. And Salah was close enough to make the pass. It was, it was a brilliant pass. It really was. And the scuffed shot probably does the keeper, you know, because that winning off uh, Gakpo studs, yeah. you know, and 3-1, you're like, now it feels you can relax. It was because I didn't see, they'd done nothing. This is 78 minutes and they'd still done nothing. And I thought, okay, look, we gifted them one. 
But in all fairness, we'll kick right. We could either kick right on from here now, or we can just put our foot in the ball and manage this out. And yeah. <laughs> well, in, <laughs> it was just in like... between in between the goals. I mean, Bruno absolutely fouls Jada. I thought it was a clear yellow card. I and again, Anthony Taylor, a good advantage is played. And again, Anthony Taylor completely forgets about the tackle and does not go back and book Bruno Gimaresh again. And then on our feet, because we were watching the same ones, it was uh, Townsend said when Newcastle got the corner, if they're going to have a comeback, they need to do something from here. And holy shit, yeah. did we not defend that corner? That was bad. But Sven Botman, Sven, yeah, Klopp was doing his nut. But Sven Botman is a beast, and yeah, he just is. And it was poor. This is, I suppose, one of those things when you make changes that um, you have to make sure you're, the right man is picking up the right player. You can't have a situation where Diogo Jota is trying to block Sven Botman running onto the ball. Longstaff put the cross in. The cross was inch perfect. It was right in that area where you want to run in and attack it. Once he got a run at all, he was going to be nigh on impossible to stop. Allison could do nothing about it. It was a brilliant header. And it's something that I want to see more of from Virgil and Ibu, in all fairness, with the quality that we have in delivering set pieces. But yeah, once Botman gets a run on you, he's six foot four, he's built like a shit house, and you ain't stopping him. There is no way on earth that Diogo Jota should be in in the same <laughs> postcode as that, a Sven Botman running at you. That's the maddening thing. We we go like, why is the shortest man on the pitch got Sven Botman at all? Yeah, I was like, why? I, mean, I, 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 I don't think he had him. No, I, 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 Botman runs off of his marker because he had a free run, he had a free jump, and he had a free header, and it was a great cross. Mm. And it's, I mean, that's how you draw it up. Like whoever's the set piece coach presumably Jason Tindall, because he seems like he takes all the credit around Newcastle, will be very, very happy with that. Like the special teams coach will be extremely happy with that. But I mean, yeah, I, he gets a five-yard run and jumping at Diogo Jada. It's, it, it couldn't be further from a fair competition. <sighs> Did you start getting nervous at this point, Chris? <laughs> when I got annoyed. Was I, I was just like, I, I, said, I must have kept going. Can we not just make it fucking routine for once? It's just like they've had literally had three shots and it's two goals. This is so annoying. But I did say to Captain, it might play to our advantage because they've got to go for it now. So maybe yes. we can hit him on the break. Uh, but me and Kev both said before he got took off, oh, I would I'd have left him, I'd have left Endo off. <laughs> I was I was a bit nervous and Endo got took off thinking, oh, I just left him off. But yeah. We eventually get the fourth. I honestly which... would have left Endo on. I would I would have left McAllister on purely to play in that eight role. Mm, I yeah. thought it was tailor made for him to come on and replace uh, Damo because I didn't think Damo had, had his best game. You know, I no, thought he was off was... He he did a lot of things really well. His work rate, some of his link play was okay. Um, we bossed the midfield, so in all fairness, he can have been atrocious, but some oh. of his decision making. Just wasn't quite right, you know. It, yeah. it just wasn't quite there. But wouldn't be going too hard on him. But I'd have preferred to see McAllister coming on for him. But then and the, pa the passing doesn't need to 
to put Jota through yeah, is yeah. ridiculous. Of course, of course. Yes, well, ridiculous. we're Alonso-esque. It is. We're ridiculous. gonna get there. So we've had uh, we've had a much more level-headed opposition fan drop in. John Mitchinson says, "Evening, lads. I'm a Newcastle fan living in Isle of Man. No doubt Liverpool fully deserved the win. We got off lightly with the score, but my point is the second pen was a clear dive and should have been booked." I'll come to you on this one first, Chris. We were obviously talking about it because it's kind of the big contentious talking point of the entire game beforehand. I'm so happy that you brought up the pass for McAllister, though, because on oh, our, on get, our get, feed, get it was, oh, what a pass, and they never showed the replay. So after the game, I had to go and rewind it. And it yeah, yeah, I did I did the same thing. Um, <laughs> what a pass. If, but, if honest, I've, I've seen a replay from a different angle, which does show he does get an elbow on, on the end, which – Knocks his step, which is why he goes wide. And uh, I just keep giving away gifts today. He's just, he's just, <laughs> we found Santa Claus and it's but not. I, I, I'm, with, I'm with Emmett though. Yes, there is contact. I personally don't think that's enough contact for him to go down. I think he's gone down because he's took a shit, he's took a shit touch and he takes a shit touch before the keeper touches him. Um, put it this way me and Kevin have done enough shows. Matt, you've done enough shows now. Off way round, Isaac goes through, Allison does that touch, they give a penalty. They score, make it three-three. Guarantee it. Everyone is, everyone's going. You know, it's corrupt. They're, they're trying to fuck us over once again. Another VR decision has absolute screws of it. For me, if that's given against Liverpool, I'd be raging. Let's, I'm a Liverpool fan, so I don't care. You know, it's, it's gone my way. But for me, I think it's extremely soft. And but I think it's it's also it's become one of those decisions where if the ref if the ref doesn't give a pen and just books him, Var ain't going to get eight. Var ain't turning that over. No, it's you know if I had turned it over, I, I really wouldn't have been sat here going that's an outrageous decision. I'd have gone like, yeah, it's probably about right. Yeah. So, but on the positive side for Mo, that's how you take a penalty. You know, mm-hmm. those change of boots. Um, clearly, superstition. He's he missed he missed the penalty, so he changed his boots and gets two goals on the assist. So just do that every time he miss. Um, well, did he change that, his boots? Oh. Yeah, if he, he had yellow boots. He's got blue boots on second half, and he, it worked out really well for him. So. There was a superstition. Oh. Those, those boots just he fallen over him, but he swapped his boots and that was it. So, but that's a proper penalty. That's the sort of penalty when Mo's in his groove. No keeper saving that. But for me, yeah, I, 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 I would be disappointed that was given against us. So for me, I, I don't think it's a penalty. I know yeah. people disagree with me. That's fine. What's your take on it? Once it was given, it was never going to get overturned. He. Um, he Look, I'm. Uh, he did what every forward should do in that situation. He felt the contact. He went down, got the pen. And it's something that, and you've seen it throughout the game tonight, where Salah was fouled two or three times. He didn't go down. He didn't get the decision. So if you don't go down, you're not going to get a decision. I mean, Debravka, the, the actual turn that Jota did to get away from Debravka was brilliant yeah but the touch with his i think he took it around the bravka with his right foot and then knocked it on with his left foot that touch was probably a little bit too hard and the angle was a bit too tight felt the contact he went down and 99 times out of 100 a striker will go down in that position if it's given against you chris is absolutely right you're Tamping, you're coming onto the stream and you are absolutely raging, and I am backing you 100 because it's bollocks. But yeah. this is 2024, and 
this, this is, is my, this is football. Mm. And do you remember? I remember years ago, years and years ago, back when Michael Owen first started doing this. And when Michael oh, Owen first started doing this, he yeah, he was brilliant at it, but he got slaughtered for it because English players don't do that. But guess what? Continental players have been doing this for decades. And at the end of the day, if you feel the contact in the box and you're a striker and it's your advantage, you go down. At worst, you're going to get a book in for a dive. But in a VAR era, you're making the referee make a decision. Hmm. That's all you're doing. And but this is where the referee, the... Ha- if, if he doesn't go down, the referee doesn't make a decision. If he goes Promise. down, he has to make a decision. And either way, VAR reviewing it. If he doesn't go down, we're probably all slaughtering him saying, when you go down, you'll get a penalty. Go right? down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's my, that's I, I, my still, I still think, in my in my opinion, I, I, I do sort of agree with Ian Wright in this a little bit. I still think he can get the ball to, to take a touch and still slot it. But I think he should decide that I'm taking the pen. And do you know what? Look. Yeah. This is where I was getting a bit peeved. And I'll say if I disagree with a Newcastle fan on social media, the joys. It's all quite there. Um, Gary Neville then kept bringing back up the Diaz one, going, well, you know, we had this with Diaz one, or I probably accept the Diaz one, but I don't accept this one. It was like, one, why are you bring up the Diaz one? It's a stonewall penalty. But that is, and if you can't see it, that's what Gary Neville does. It paints a picture, it paints an arrow. So next time a local player goes down, well, the last two were a bit questionable. I might not get that. Mm. That's what he's painted, because that's how he works. You know, but for me... Yeah. I wouldn't have get, I, I if it not been given, I wouldn't have been screaming blue man if I had been going that says, feels about right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean it was one of them hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's going to be if it gets given against you, it's going to be one that you're fuming against. So I totally understand John's, you know, especially as a Newcastle mm. fan, being furious about it. At the same time, there is contact. It's undeniable that he makes contact on him. It looks a little awkward that he takes a step or two before he ends up going down to the ground, but that was what I was saying to Chris before the game is if he doesn't go down and because his touch that he, the first touch takes him around the keeper, the touch with the left foot to set the ball up, to put it in the back of the net was a little poor of a touch. If he gets onto that and tries to hook it in with his left foot and puts it into the side netting, that's never being given as a penalty. You know, I think, if he, I think, I do think he's got contact. I, I think he's got time to take a touch and then slot it. He might have, he I, might not have, he might not have thought that in the moment because when you round the keeper, you know that the defenders are rushing back. You're probably going to try to snatch at that chance. Maybe not because Jada de Slada is the coolest man on the pitch with the ball in the danger area. Fair play to Clark. You, 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 you bring a guy on, he gets an assist, he gets an assist, he gets two assists. So yeah. I, I mean, that's. That, that, that's another, just another little Diogo. He's uh, he yeah. is something. He, <laughs> everybody says it that he's the best finisher. He's the most clinical player we have, and that he's he, going to be bloody important for us for the next. He's month. the most vital person in our squad now until Mo's back. Until yeah. Mo's back, and last time when we were tracing, well, I know we didn't do the quadruple. We tried to go do the quadruple. Mo's away this time as well for Afcon, and Diogo was the most key person. Got you through League Cup semi-finals and everything. So. Just a captain, Mo. Oh, yeah, that's true. The, yeah. I think I captain Mo, but prick missed the goal. Yeah, well, the I, I, I captain Darwin, so you're all welcome. I'm going to drop him, and then he's going to absolutely start exploding with the goal. That actually now puts Mo's now level with uh, Harlan. That was like both on 14, and he's actually top of the assist, yeah. assist record as well with eight, along with Watkins. So yes, so but uh, obviously Bukayo Saka is, uh, you know, having a much better season than Mo Salah. I think 
Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. Half, at the halfway point, they had the highest rated players so far in the season, and Saka was up, like Salah was in like fifth place, and it's like I don't understand how Saka's, other people listen, can't Saka's recognize. Good. Saka's a really good player, but sure. he isn't yet at doing most Salah numbers. He isn't, and that's that was always my criticism of Arsenal is it's not because we're playing him next. It's not me, you know, because if they score fast, they will. Then so be it. Who in the in that Arsenal attack is going to get twenty league goals? It ain't Jesus because he's never done it. Don't think Saka's done it yet. He has the potential to, but he's not done it yet. Martinelli definitely isn't that person. No, I don't. And Enketiah isn't that person. That's yeah. that's a big problem for Arsenal. Is you need at least one line to get you twenty league goals. Liverpool got Salah. I think below Salah, I think that's where we can all now say it's a bit of a debate. You know, yep. whereas City, it's Haaland. And actually, I think if you got all the game, I actually Alvarez is probably a twenty goal season striker. I actually think he is Haaland's replacement when he leaves. I think they've already got the lad ready. Well, hopefully that comes sooner rather than later because it's been kind of nice having that freaky Norwegian robot on the sidelines and not scoring hat tricks on a quite regular basis. Uh, I mean, thanks. let's see here. Yeah, Mo's 151st in the Premier League for Liverpool. He's 31 to 38 on penalties now, so just shy of 82%. Uh, there was a point just before the 90th minute when uh, Timmy Sean Longstaff absolutely smashes into Jada knee on knee, gets a yellow card for it, that it was like, oh, fuck, don't, no, no. Because we know that Jada likes picking up a little bit of a. Uh, did you notice he uh, did the? Um, the he did the looked back and the the, the, the things you need to your mate. I'll be back. And he, he was doing that look to make go, make sure you fucking got old. Me, oh Virgil, I'll take you on. You can see it. He's like, I'll take you on. You can see him looking back and they go, don't let go. <laughs> it's one of those, don't let go. <laughs> finally, in about the ninety-first minute, I got the first real piece of cringe Martin Tyler commentary where he said, and I quote. Finally, Anfield is in full voice in the 90th minute. Oh, fuck off. Were you not listening? Like, Dio oh, got a song think, just rang around the, the ground. Like, I, I think Neville went, oh, it's quite lively tonight. I said, and I feel like saying, do you know why it's quite lively tonight? Because this is the game that matters. That's where you are, Gary. This game matters. I think yeah. you've been at enough games at Old Trafford. I've been, I've watched many games of United when they're winning stuff. Old Trafford was always quiet, apart from the big games, the games where you get this is a win to take us top. This is a win to open a gap. And the crowd gets behind. That's what that's how crowds work. It's a myth that everyone thinks every game the crowd's massive. It's not. It's for the key moments. Yeah. And it's that's all you can ask for is that your your fans get behind your get behind your players. Helps that a lot of our players have absolutely dynamite songs. I was really hoping that we were going to hear the Bobby Firmino song at some point because I think it was pretty common knowledge that he was in the house this evening. But uh the final couple minutes of the game, we got seven minutes of added time, and it really felt like all of our players wanted to get Mo Salah a hat-trick. At one point, Gravenberch played an insane cross-field ball to Mo. He cuts in, his shot's blocked, Jada's rebound's blocked, and then uh, Trent plays a great ball up the line to Mo. He tries to go 1v3 one, one v in the final minutes of the game, just can't quite get it done. And it finishes 4-2, and the question becomes, man of the match, Mr. O'Sullivan. Um, Kev can hear us. Oh, he can hear us now, Kev. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, my headphones are starting to play up a bit. Uh, look, Curtis Jones for me, um, I thought he was phenomenal. Um, he was involved in almost everything. Um, his role in midfield was brilliant. Got a goal. He, he was just everywhere, left and right. Um, yeah, look, I mean, there were some good performances throughout the pitch, but for me, Jones Jones was um, 
my man of the match anyway. Uh, I said it's literally as soon as the final whistle came. Emma makes a point there for Joe Gomez. Mm. I think defensively, Joe Gomez was really good. I think it was an outlet all the time on the left. He just wasn't utilised as an option on the left. They kept coming inside and going out to the to the other side. That's kind of one of my only frustrations with how they're using Joe. It seems like everybody, when they get the ball on the left side, tends to look across. But yeah, Joe Gomez was very good. Defensively, very, think, very good. I, I think because we have Jones and Diaz in front of Gomez, I think that masks the need for him always to bomb down the line and cut back on his on his right foot because Jones likes going the outside and then Diaz gives you that pace yeah. option. So I, I think it yeah. kind of masks that. I do think eventually teams will start giving Joe the ball, not because he's not very good on the ball, but get it on his left, get it on his left foot because he's right foot to play left back. But yeah, yeah. look, I agree. Joe, Joe Gomez definitely deserves a, a shout out. I mean, to be fair, Mo probably does deserve a shout out. You know, he's yeah, very Mo Salah. He's very Mo Salah. You go like. Oh, well, it's not quite what I thought he was today. I and mean, you go, oh, he's got, a, he's got two, two goals and assists, two goals and assists, and probably should have a hat trick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of the Allison thing. We sort of go, oh, yeah, that's actually quite well. Well, and, um, and and the hockey assist for Jones's goal, you know. Like the, yeah, yeah, he's involved in every goal. For Jones's goal. I, must admit, I agree. I, th I think Jones. I thought Jones was the best in midfield. I, I think he's become, which I don't think every player is, I think he's become a tempo setter, which is quicken the pace up when we need it to, and then transits. The sting out of the game, and that's his first goal of the season. I think that hopefully now, if he gets a run of games, you know, he can start adding a few more goals and assists to his game because it's definitely in there. And that's starting to come a little bit of a trademark goal now. That little tapping, you know, someone there square for a tapping. City got loads of goals when they won titles doing that, so we can keep doing that as a bit yeah. of a, a regular goal. One like honorable, one honorable mention Martin Dubravka oh, saved. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. Ten, sa ten saves. Ten saves. You know, um, I don't know what more he could have done. You know, the gap, I think the he gap probably, was brilliant. Yeah, he probably had one of his best performances as a keeper, and he's going away after conceding four, four goals. It's not often. Paul Giovanni is spot on. Debravka, Prime Casillas. And if you know the game, You'll know, yeah, what it, yeah. you'll know what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was uh, Liverpool against Real Madrid. We covered it in a previous show, Chris. And Casillas on the it. night was... Yeah, Casillas was ridiculous on the night. Oh, and Liverpool bat they, Liverpool And they got battered. Battered 4-0. Yeah. And honestly, if, if you watch the game back, just watch about... If it's not for Casillas, Liverpool generally could have put eight or nine past. And this was a good Real Madrid yeah. side. It wasn't the, wasn't the Real Madrid we, we've seen today, but it was a very good Real Madrid side. Um, yeah, the, credit the, where, the, the credit where it's used, Martin Dubravka. The, the Gakpo say, I generally thought Mitali had glitched because I was celebrating it. Oh, what a goal! What a finish! I was like, oh, shit, he saved it. Oh, I generally thought Mitali had glitched. That's why I'd just not seen it hit the back of the net. And I was like, oh, shit, he saved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just had one of their nights. And some keepers do when they come to Anfield, you know. But look, credit where it's due. He was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think defensively, I mean, even Dan Byrne going into the game, I'm sure a lot of the Newcastle fans would have been, you know, looking through gritted teeth or looking through gritted teeth. That doesn't make any sense, but quite, quite concerned about the prospect of big Dan Byrne going up against Mo Salah. But for the most part, he did quite well. Like I said, Livermento did fairly decently against Diaz on the other side. Just they offered so little going forward. Uh, but yeah, it's, 
Curtis Jones, where is that comment there from Rory that I had up and then put back down here? It says, to back up Kev, uh, Jones had the most touches in our team after the three subs were made on 64 minutes. So he didn't hide in the moment when our team changed. For me, that is a factor in giving Jones man of the match. And I mean, he was... Yeah, and he was very fluid, I noticed, throughout the game. Like, we weren't uh, – him and Sabasly were quite happy to change sides for a bit. Mm -hmm. And the, the forwards as well, too. Like, we're becoming a lot more dynamic in our positioning going forward. You saw in the first half, I thought Trent stayed as more of an orthodox right back a fair bit. But then in the second half, he was popping up everywhere all over the midfield. And I, it feels yeah. like it's starting to click. Like It did feel like a game where he had to invert because I think that's what Newcastle was. I think Newcastle wanted it to be – a bit of a dog fight in the middle. I think today was a game for width. But I think perhaps when you play Arsenal, that will be a game where you, if Trent plays, you want to invest. Yeah. I mean, that'll be yeah, interesting it, who we play against Arsenal. It's just a pity, actually, that you talk talking about Dubrovka there, Kev, that we couldn't have hit like the seven of the seven XG that we had and Dubrovka had a terrible game because then it could possibly lead to Loris Carey starting in goal for Newcastle. Or Dizzy Gillespie, I believe, is their other backup goalie. But I mean, it was... Uh, a very, very good match. A very, very fun way to start 2024. And then Centurion LFC comes in here and just absolutely drags it all back down into the mud and reminds us that it's nearly a fortnight before our next league game. So, yeah. Yeah, but we've got, the FA, Cup. We've got the FA Cup and we've got a semi-final to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, but we got a league to win, Chris. we got a league to win. 99 points more. is still on the cards. We've got more than a league to win. We've got to go for everything. That's the mentality. Yeah. Come on, Matt. You should know all this. Right. You know the game. All right. I like that. Well, you've been Mr. Debbie Downer here. I'll say, I don't know. We can win the league. And now you're thinking we're going to win everything. I didn't so say, I'm, I'm happy I, you're I, on board. I, I think the phrase I said was, there's a league to be won. So start nah. playing serious. That's the phrase I used. points, baby. 99 points. That's what we're going for. Uh, I think that's just about enough. We're coming in under an hour and 20. So we did do a little bit of extra time to talk about what was an absolutely lovely game. Uh, big thanks to the people that donated. Tonight, Mark Donegan, five subs. Nigel, I don't know, he must have given about a half dozen 16, or something like 67. that. Yeah, Kieran B <laughs> at the start of the show gave five subs. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. It's even better by the fact that Red Steve got none of them. He can pay for his own stuff. <laughs> that's, if, if you want into that chat, Red Steve, you damn well have to pay for it. But, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for joining us. If you're new here and you're not a member, I count on all of our members to have already hit the like button. But if you're in here lurking, joining us for the first time, listening to it on download, Rate the show. If you liked it, give us a five-star review. If you didn't like us, let us know why you didn't like it. And we'll try to have Chris correct his behavior afterwards. Uh, but hit the thumbs up button on the YouTube on your way out. Uh, Chris, anything before we go? Fuck off, Matt. No, all good. Uh, see you all on Sunday. Sunday play next, isn't it? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday will be a double barrel, uh, double barrel post-match show, and then right into the big Sunday night show with Gavin the gents going on with there. So. And then presumably uh, Gav will be recovered from his favorite week of the year, Christmas and the New Year's and into the 30s, because I believe uh, Mr. O'Sullivan is a bit of a weight loss challenge uh, contest going on, isn't there? Well, it's not so much is of a it? contest, but there, yeah, there is. Um, myself, Emmett and Gav are doing, it's not for charity, it's not for anything, it's just for ourselves, really. But the three of us have decided that January 1st, we're going to start doing a um, bit of a weight loss thing. And Emmett has rightly said he's offered some more rice cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you look. You can't, uh, you can't dunk them in chocolate. It doesn't count then. You know, just so you know, it doesn't count. Yeah, we had the weigh in this morning. Um, 
and just keep an eye on stuff that might come out over the next few weeks or months I, or whatever. But we'll keep everyone updated as to how we're going. I can do that. Last time I, last time I saw the scales, it said get off. So that's why I said, oh, <laughs> you're going to out your next yeah, just my, so- my, my my weighing scales is a lying sack of shit. So <laughs> they all are, Kev. They all are. But I mean, yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. And I mean, hey, something. It's the time of year where everybody tries to do something to get a little bit healthier. And then by you know, as the stresses of the Premier League title race and the push for a Europa League go on and on, I'm sure the cans will sneak back in for all of us. But hey, we're at least we're off to a very good start. So. On behalf of Chris Brack, Kev O'Sullivan, I've been your host, Matt. This has been the Talking Pop post-match show. Finished at a raucous, finally, in the 90th minute Anfield. Liverpool 4, Newcastle 2. And let me tell you what, boys, we're top of the league. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you on the next show. Sports Social Podcast Network.